0: Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is good company in the car.
1: And
2: and we're rolling. So... Rolling, uh, rolling,
0: uh, rolling. uh,
2: First of all, um, (laughs) Jack's on Percocet in a cocktail because his his knee's not in good shape. I don't
0: know what... Listen. We don't know what it is. Listen, kids. I don't know what I did. I had x-rays and ultrasound. There's you spent no the entire broken, day in those. There's no broken bones. There's no broken bones, but there's uh, there's some swollen. And the I'm, doctor, I don't know what I did. Why but, do they call
2: them Minute Clinics? You were there for ne- well, 11 that's, that's hours. Well, that's another thing I learned. <laughs>
0: it's a mis- that's another
2: I've thing. never heard of anyone going there and being seen within like less than two hours. So literal, literally, literally,
0: literally, mm-hmm. literally. Two o'clock I was at work. I uh, was fine. Yeah. Sitting. You know, I sit. Mm-hmm. five o'clock, having no injury, no nothing, could not walk. Yeah. Could, an excruciating pain. And if you don't know me, <laughs> I have a really high do. pain tolerance. You do, to your
2: credit, you do have a high t- pain tolerance. And you really do. And this
0: was crippling. Like, hurt like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, there's just no... I, I've never... Because my best friend Frank was telling Kevin, it's like, he was septic and he wouldn't go to the hospital. <laughs> That's the famous I, one. I know, yeah. You want to go now? I don't... I, I, I just... It did not hurt like that. So... But this actually was like, I wanted to curl up in a big ball and have my mommy give me chicken noodle soup and rub my head and tell me I'd be a good boy. You know, mm-hmm. like, it hurt. So I went to the urgent care and was it an urgent care for five hours Mm -hmm. five hours and they were like i'm really sorry because they took x-rays i'm really sorry but you need to go to the er no 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 you need to go to a regular er and i'm like son (sighs) of a so now what i've learned out of this is well they gave you a shot at the first place they did give me a pain in my ass (laughs) and they did give me a pain shot and um and then I went over to the other... Then I went to the ER. And they were there for there for And hours. I was there for... Four or five hours, and they still don't know what's wrong with it. And you. they still, but he was like, "Well, it's not this, and it's not this, and it's not this, and mm-hmm. it's not this." You need to go see an orthopedic, blah blah blah. Yeah. So I do have an appointment on Monday to see an orthopedist, hey. and of course, by the time this makes air, mm-hmm. uh, we'll know what's it wrong. Well, hopefully, you. I'll know what's wrong with me. Well, you're just fat. Oh, yeah. great! Thanks. <laughs> that was kind of fat, Frank's theory. <laughs> that was yeah, that's right. But the doctor was like, "Well, you are a little heavy," and I'm. This is the the good doctor, mm-hmm. the the real doctor at the mm-hmm. ER, and I'm. I'm like, yes, sir. And he goes, Have you ever had gout? No, I don't have gout. You know, it was all these I brought you cherries just in case because longtime listeners suggested that. For oh, gout. that's nice. I haven't gotten to eat those yet because no. I you know what? Yeah, I'm not really it's Hungry? affected my it's I, I don't know whether it's the pills or you're not hungry. I'm not as hungry. Oh, well, that's a good thing. Well, I mean, considering I'm so fat, my knees can't support me. But, uh, but I'm not a complete couch. Just for the good company in the car, I'm not a complete couch potato. I am very lazy. I will admit that. Mm-hmm. But I have, I have to go up doors, up and down two flights of stairs in my house.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm with the dog. I'm doing stuff. I'm, I, I don't just lay. Well, uh, so, okay. Oh, you know what. <laughs> So, I mean, at any rate. And it, well, anyway, hope you get better. Hope you feel I, better well, soon. Well, we will feel... But I so, uh, in, in advance of this uh, recording... Uh-huh. I'm having a cocktail with a, a narcotic, mm-hmm. so... You'll be fine. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the other thing. Uh, my good friend Jessica, who has lives with chronic pain, she's she's really giving me, she's given me in the past very specific instructions, like you have to stay ahead of your pain. If you mm-hmm. don't stay ahead of the pain, you'll The pain get will these... be to the finish line, and yeah. the pain will get the trophy. Well, no. <laughs> but if you don't stay ahead of it, your body will have a chance to You'll hurt. go back, in, yeah. And then, so then you have to chase I'm, it again. So I'm using timers and alarms arms like a crazy person well you don't have you can remove like (laughs) no
2: but i've you've been very disciplined about it i'm really because
0: well one i don't know about the rest of the world but they're terrified with the narcotics or you know i think that's every that you're going to get hooked on them and uh, unfortunately i can see how the allure (laughs) how the you know because when you're hurting Mm -hmm. and then you don't hurt oh that's nice yeah but I that kind of scares me too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So addiction is a very
2: scary thing, right?
0: So I am I following the guidelines for the time management, and I manage it so that I can take one right before I go to sleep, so it lasts through the night. I am not getting up in the middle of the night to take a pill, you know, like all these kind of things, and. And when I told the ER doctor he goes, "What have you taken?" Well, I took an Aleve and I took ibuprofen he's like, "Together?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yes." I said yeah. I probably had a cocktail too. "That's how you overdose." That's what the <laughs> ER doctor <laughs> said to <laughs> me. Screper. I said I and I, of course I'm like, "I don't think you can OD on <laughs> one Aleve, 3 ibuprofen and a hard cocktail." But whatever. So, right. well, um I hope you're better. Oh, well, thank you.
2: All right, well, I have been wanting to do this one for the longest time and it was on snapped, but the one episode that that I wanted to watch kept getting an error code. Every other episode of Snapped worked and I was using the Snapped channel on my Roku and I didn't realize until last week that I was like, you know, I wonder if it's streaming through somewhere else someone else is logging the snap and i went through peacock and peacock has snapped as one of their uh, shows and that's how i was able to finally watch it wanted to do this
0: last and year and i want and i want to defend kevin because we are not just jumping on the bandwagon no. he has been talking but he has been imitating pam Hupp and her 911 calls mm-hmm. for a long time now yeah, yeah. And, and you all will too after you hear it you, <laughs> right. but you know he's like you gotta hear about this crazy woman and she did this and and he would it's send me stuff, sinister. and I I saw a lot of the little stuff. But then out of nowhere, there was a NBC miniseries with mm. Renee Zellweger. Yeah, she produced it. There's been a book about it. There's been several I, books. And I believe that, well, there's a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, and I believe there's a web series of some sort. There is, yeah. And there was yeah. a big and and Dateline did an entire podcast out. Well, uh, Dateline's been following it from for the very years. beginning. They've been
2: following her for years, so
0: much so that that bitch Pam Hupp's like say hi to Cindy for Kathy. like she's Kathy. We'll Kathy. get to that. Club. Say hi to Kathy. So she's like, well, let's dive in. Let's well, yeah, let's just dive in. All right.
2: It. So it's uh it's the season twenty-six, episode twenty-three.
0: Season twenty-six, episode 26. twenty-three.
2: And snapped isn't clever, they just called it Pam Hub. So it's Troy, Missouri. This is about forty miles Oof. northwest of St. Louis. I'm it's December twenty seventh, two thousand eleven, and we get a nine one one call at nine forty that night.
3: Who am I speaking with? My name is Russell
4: Faria. Russell, what's going on there? I just got home from a friend's house. And, and my wife, my wife killed she, she, she's on the
1: floor. He's sobbing on the phone. He's kind of wailing. He's obviously very upset. I need
3: you to take a couple deep breaths so I can see what's going on. Is she breathing at all? No. She is not breathing. No. Russell, they on the way, hon. Okay, they'll be there
2: shortly. So the hysterical man is Russell Faria. Now to me, his over-the-top reaction it's not over the top he's come phone come home and his wife's stabbed on the floor but to say that she killed her the way he acts gets him in trouble this is why well, a lot of people think he's not telling we the have truth.
0: discussed this before i and I, this is very mean of me to say this, but I think when you get people who people who aren't as sophisticated mm-hmm. have a tendency to, I think, overreact and do all that kind of stuff a little yeah. more so. Well, that's yeah. that is my theory. That is what I've noticed in a lot of this stuff. Okay. Well,
2: Nathan Swanson is one of Russ's attorneys. We eventually he gets an attorney. He thinks it's totally moving. I. I don't agree with you, Nathan.
5: It's heartbreaking. It's it's a man crying and wailing about finding his wife. He's panicking. The 911 operator's trying to calm him down. So 42-year-old Betsy
2: Faria is lying motionless on the floor, and she actually still has a knife sticking out of her neck. And the first responders were there within minutes. And
0: they kept coming back to the knife sticking out of her neck thing.
2: Yeah. So it's we're so going to come back.
0: To, yeah. Gruesome. The,
2: okay. the first responders say that the p- blood was already pooling. Rigor mortis had already set in and she was cool to the touch.
0: One more time. What was that, Kevin. She, Burger Morris was already setting in. Yes, she was cool to the touch. Cool to the, the touch. The blood was already pooling, and the blood was already pooling and dried. There were there was dried blood. Mm-hmm. Now he's been home for ten minutes, if that. Yes, if that, because he walked in the door. And
5: so immediately we'll called.
2: we'll get the timeline. And they said that there were there wasn't that much blood. Like she died pretty quickly after this assault, and a lot of the knife wounds, stab wounds, were kind of post mortem,
0: so they didn't bleed out. Because a lot of people don't realize when you you're dead, you don't keep bleeding because the heart's pumping the blood, which makes the blood come out. It all pools on the bottom of the body because there's no way to circulate it. Right. So Jeanette Cooper is a journalist from St. Louis.
4: They saw the horrific
6: injuries and thought, how could anybody look at that and just think slashing the wrist suicide?
2: So we learned that Elizabeth Betsy Faria was born Elizabeth K. Mayer- and in that photo, she looks like she was a
4: fax selection. Oh
0: my God, that's really Isn't funny. Isn't
4: that right? Yes. <laughs> that's really, really funny. Proud of yes, that's really funny. Rita Wolf is her best friend. Betsy was one of those people that would come in the room and light it up. She was just always high energy, exciting personality. And, oh, God, she lit up a room. But she was a party
0: girl. She was a <laughs> she was, fun person to she be was around. Great, People but I, that, that, be that, Isn't
2: that there's a cliche yes. to her? Anyone who lit up a room, and, yeah, she was a DJ, and she worked in insurance, and she was... She was the one that you went to if you wanted to have a good time. Right. And And she said any anywhere she went, if she wanted it to be a party, she she could literally turn it into a party. That's
0: fantastic. I would have wanted to be friends yeah, with her. She, has, she
2: looks like, she like a really vibrant she looks, person. She was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, she has two daughters from her previous marriage, and her future husband, Ross Faria, comes from a big Italian family, and uh, he was very good to her daughters. He looks
0: like such a stereotype. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, no, he's great. But he ends up... he His... Oh, what they... What he goes through, I, Oof. I, it's, I'm I telling you, you can't. Well, we'll get, we're getting it, I, but
0: gonna, but I want to say before we get into this, you can't imagine being so fucked over by mm-hmm. everybody and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep, this makes the Shawshank Redemption look like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
2: Oh, okay. Oh. So they got married in 2000, and after they get married. Betsy encourages Russ to go back to school, and he does, and he gets a degree, and then he lands a really good job at Enterprise. So I'm assuming Enterprise rental cars, Possibly, but he's uh, he works sure. in the office. So they find a nice home that Betsy really loves and all is well. It was well. a
0: nice house. Mm-hmm. I mean, a nice- it was very nice. Very that, nice the, That was not, a, a house. Not anything fancy. He just, like, if you'd have driven by, you go, oh, those are yeah. nice houses. You yeah. Know, yeah. I, t- I, think, I think Missouri's
2: a fairly okay state economically. I think oh. there's fairly- So they had some ups and downs in their marriage,
0: and- Three or four years later, oh, I Oh, wait, wait, Rush- wait. Did you say how young the girls were when they got together? No. Are you going to? Mm-mm. Okay. So the girls were very young. I want to say two and seven. Sounds about right. Two and seven. Yeah. And they... Loved yeah. him. They called him dad. They, they called him, him and dad and he treated them like his daughters. Yes. It was a picture of a very loving family. family. The the one the older girl, I believe, she she was daddy's girl, yeah, so to yeah. speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She was okay, dad. okay, okay, keep going. So
2: uh so a few years into the marriage though, they kind of hit the rocks. Russ actually moves out for a little while. But then Betsy really wants to work on the marriage. They get back together, they see a marriage counselor, and they also go to see the pastor
4: at their church. Betsy was torn because she started really thinking hard about making her marriage work. And they kind of reconnected. She had told me how, my God, I'm falling in love with him all over again.
7: They had a slightly tumultuous marriage, but they were back together really wholeheartedly.
4: So we don't
2: shy away from cliches in Missouri. She's fallen in love all over again. Oh, <laughs> she literally funny. said that. So. But I think
0: that that's... Think about the... Think about that. That's super sweet. It is. It that is. That they well, actually Betsy,
2: wanted to figure out the problems. I think that was more mostly Betsy, but Russ was like, okay. But I, again, I think I, it's Betsy. But Russ is a good guy. I'm not thinking I mean, anything no, no, from no, no, Russ.
0: No, 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 no. But come on now. Come on now. There is no couple, no couple, no. period, uh-uh. that has not had... Fighting problems. Yeah, and you don't and it, have and a fight. It can it, be in any. It can be any. Because actually, if you never fight, there's it's, something that's wrong. That's not a good thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to have some. Because then, one arms. of you goes crazy. Yeah, so. yeah. I'm, <laughs> over I'm over here doing ticks. I'm over here doing ticks. You can't. I'm doing the visual because this is an audio media. So well. They get back together
2: and they're back on track and they're on the same page. But in 2010, they get some. Pretty devastating news Betsy has been diagnosed with breast cancer
4: Betsy was at my house and she's like I got to go to the doctor I said what's wrong oh I have a lump she went and she had to have a biopsy and then she was diagnosed and it really puts a
2: strain on their relationship but they've got a strong family and friend network and the friends rally to support them
6: Betsy's chemotherapy and round-the-clock care stretched Russ to the breaking point Luckily, the couple's family and friends rallied around them. Betsy and Russ were especially grateful to Betsy's friend and co-worker, Pam Hupp.
2: Okay, that's the first mention of Pam. Pam Hupp. So we get a little of her backstory, which I really don't care about. But Well, no, it's very important. Yeah, she was born in Missouri. She got pregnant right out of high school, married her high school boyfriend. They got an apartment. She waitressed for a while. Then she got a job at an insurance company, which is where she met Betsy.
0: Exactly.
2: So this is Robert Patrick. He's from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch.
1: Pam and Betsy were pretty close when they worked together. And then when Betsy got cancer... I think Pam kind of became more of a presence in her life.
2: So a few months of chemo and Betsy is in remission, and Russ wants to take her on a cruise to celebrate. She's always wanted to swim with dolphins, and that's what she was going to do on this trip. Um, I'm a super big dolphin fan. I think they're great. Uh, there's a lot of conflict. People are very conflicted about, right, you know, dolphins. Like, is it cruel and unusual punishment?
0: But I think the dolphins like
5: it. I, well, I was a dolphin. I'd I like it.
0: <laughs> I think the dolphins like it, and there's often cases where the dolphins are. Turned on by oh the yeah especially women yeah. <laughs> like the male dolphins will get kind of aroused and
2: and there's also those great stories of dolphins like um when a shark's attacking someone the dolphins yeah, will the like shark- go,
0: you know kill them with their nose but sh- uh dolphins are also known to uh, piss off pufferfish to get them to puff up yeah. so and they then get they, high on and it. then they use the pufferfish <laughs> as balls and bat them back and forth and
2: also the the pufferfish release a little toxin and they also, that makes the, the that so takes getting a
4: high. high
0: great <laughs> dolphins like to get high on pufferfish
4: yay. And After she was in remission, they did a scan, and that's how they found that she had it back in other parts of her body. And then got re diagnosed.
6: According to doctors, Betsy now had only three to five more years left to live.
4: I told her to slow down one time, and then I realized no, don't slow down. If this is, if you're going out, go out with the bang.
2: So I believe that's her best friend, and she says, you know what, You know, take it slow. No, actually live it up. you got three to five years to live. Do whatever the hell you want, and that's great advice. I, I just wrote down Mike Wood as the Lincoln County Public Investigator because there are so many people in this episode. Oh I have trouble God. keeping them straight. Yes. They do a major, they used to term for it, a major investigation, a major... He used a a, a, a cop term, but what it means was they mobilized a couple of dozen different agencies on this case. They had detectives, super high
0: profile. Yes. But before we get into it, the thing that I, even now that I know as much as that Mm -hmm. can be made available to me, I don't understand why. There was these this 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 bias. Yeah, I don't. That's a I big, don't, It comes back I to I do it's, not understand. It's very
2: unprofessional. And the woman, the prosecutor for the state, she loses her job eventually. She's voted out of out of office. But we're getting well, to Well,
0: losing side. your job, not being re-voted in. It's that's, that's,
2: uh, so. Yeah, well, she, she was re-elected. The, the crime scene. Russ is on the other side of town, explaining to the detectives the events of the day. Betsy had gone down to St. Louis the night before for re- for chemo. She stayed over to her mom.
0: And I just want to pause this right now. When you're in chemo, mm-hmm. you have to go all the time. Yeah. So, having, like, so, why did not he go with her? Listen. She, 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 she has prob-
2: to go all the time. And she probably, was and she probably, happy probably to be didn't alone. want him to come along. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm happy. And she'd go and h- hang out with her mom. Yes. He uh, tells her, she, you know, he went to game night, clear over on the other side of town, like t- over 20 minutes away. A minutes.
0: regular they event. Did every Tuesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday nights. He and his, I'm Gonna be, I'm going to be a little mean. His nerd buddies yeah. got together for game night. I They're think playing Dungeons think and they Dragons. They look like they were, they <laughs> displayed it as Dungeons and And I'm not saying it's a nerd thing. I'm saying that you could not get a better rock-solid alibi no, than this. It's, it's, so he stayed and worked from home until
2: 5. Then he left to go to game night. He made a bunch of stops on the way there, documented. He's got the receipts. He's on security cameras. Which,
0: to me, before any of this gets going... He's a big dum-dum. He's right. a big guy. He has a slope. I'm going to stop and get a drink. Oop, yeah. I'm going to stop and get a snack. Oh, you know, we're Oop, on dog food. I'm going to stop it. We yes. Got dog food. Because I catch myself doing that.
2: Right. So he's talking to investigators. Now he's wrapped up in a blanket. It looks ridiculous. It does look a little silly. Because they're trying to comfort him. So he's explaining to them. One minute he's sobbing and no, no, no. And do you think she might. Have, well, you know. No. Wait, 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 wait. Ah, that's, that's exactly wait, what I saw. Wait, wait,
0: wait, He sobs when no one's in the room. right, right. right. He's right, right. not sobbing when the he de- was
2: with the one guy. Is there? He comes in. He's but gun, he gives him, but the way he the snip, heavy when,
0: the heavy sobbing. I'm going to defend him on this. Yeah, he was not sobbing in front of the other the, the detective. The people detective comes with, in though, and he's like, "Well, yeah,
2: she. I mean, she did talk about killing herself every once in a while." The way <laughs> he just kind of sobers off, it looked suspicious to the cops. I- <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Deep
0: breath for
7: me, But asked him. Why did he say it was suicide?
0: Does she want to hurt herself? I don't know if she just wanted to scare me or what, but she said she was going to kill herself. But everybody deals with this stuff differently. I know if you and I went in for the exact same questions on these, it would be completely different because I'm so, I don't say callous about it, but I'm just kind of like, whatever, you know, like, okay. I I
2: understand why his behavior was throwing them off. I I super do. And and many people thought that way. So the investigators now move on to interviewing Pam. She's, I think, in the office as well. Or do they get to her the next day? The next day. Uh, Actually, the officers say to Russ, would Pam have anything negative? to say about you it's like no no. she's a nice person and they were like he's like oh no do that they asked russ about pam she's a good person she's very friendly you don't think she'd have anything bad to say about you no and then the new room over pam's talking shit
1: pam started out saying like oh you know it couldn't be russ it couldn't be russ and then she thinks oh well there was that one time he did this
3: he's verbally mean to her he smokes in the house even though she's been sick and doesn't care. Sort of disrespectful. Oh, he's very disrespectful. He makes comments about how much money he'll have after she's gone, because he's got life insurance on her at work. She's got life insurance. Just insensitive stuff, which would upset her. He'd start playing this game of putting a pillow over her face to see what it would feel like. I don't know if she said this is what it's going to feel like when you die or whatever and then act like he was kidding. She was very upset.
1: She told the detectives that Betsy woke up with a pillow over her face and it was Russ. And Russ said something like, you know, I wanted you to know what it felt like to die
2: oh, well, no, he couldn't have done this. He, oh, there, that was that one time he tried to smother her with a pillow? Oh, oh and that time he said he can't wait for her to die on the money he gets? And that time he slapped her? And, that, and they're like, what? You know, scrambling. There's got to be at
0: least 15 or 20 documentaries slash independent... Um, oh, yeah, they're all over. And yeah, i are going
2: all to pull over. liberally from the um, Dateline special. Well, but we're going to use this for our, our okay. narrative. Anyway, she's talking tons of shit about Russ. Her family and friends now start to misremember. They're like, you know what? Russ was kind of mean to Betsy. And apparently... apparently... Apparently, you know, uh, Hupp's shit-talking kind of clouds everyone's memory.
0: His his daughters and his mother-in-law.
2: And they're all like, you know what? Yeah. And they're like, there's nobody else could have
0: done this crime. And again, everybody said, Russ? Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Well, yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. So the investigators...
2: The investigators now go back to the 911 tape. People are saying it's staged. Attorney Nathan Swanson doesn't. Nathan's a good guy.
5: Police departments, they thought the 911 call was faked. It was forced. And so I would listen to it, and it's, it's heartbreaking. It's. There's nothing about it that strikes one as forced or faked.
2: It does sound fake to me, but we're going to let that go. <laughs> now they are checking his alibi, and he's at the game night, all night with his buddies. They're like, he was six feet away from all of us Four.
0: until. Four people. Four. Credible
2: mm-hmm. witnesses. He did not. Four. He left at ten after nine. He stopped at Arby's. He's got a receipt for that. And he, got, he got
0: two uh, a, b- beef and no beef and Jenner sandwiches. And those were him.
2: Those were for him.
0: <laughs> I can't. So, because so, uh, <laughs> think about it. But uh, see, to me, that's funny. Well, I've got to eat these in the car before I get home because I don't want my wife to see me eating these. That's what I was thinking. So the prosecutors they literally think his alibi is too
2: good. They think it's suspicious that he may All of these stops, which he says he normally might not have made. So on December 28th, they bring him back in and point blank ask him if he killed his wife. And he is shocked.
0: There's blood on your clothes, in your residence, in your bedroom. I didn't even go to
2: my bedroom. They ask if he'll take a polygraph and he says yes, but he fails. Now they were questioning him for something like 16 hours.
0: All of this without an attorney. Yeah. Because he, Russ, Mm -hmm. I'm innocent. Yeah. I'm innocent.
2: I'm doing nothing wrong I'm
0: doing nothing wrong so I'm innocent he takes the
2: polygraph he fails they arrest him and in Missouri oh, you can do that for 24 hours without charging him unbelievable. with anything so he's in the tank for 24 hours I, I've the never... media gets wind of it and then we see him get coming out of jail and he's like no comment no, no comment did
7: you kill your wife no, no
2: comment
7: time. and in no time at all the story was all over time that Russ was
2: the prime and only suspect. I'd like to say, get out of my face. And boy, this case
4: has really been taking a lot of turns today.
2: Right. Just, I, I I want you to keep the heck
0: out of my face or whatever. The polygraph thing, I don't get it. If you are a psychopath, you are going to pass a poly... Now, this is my interpretation. Yeah. Totally my interpretation. They're, that's why they're not admissible in court. You, if you, you know, if you take a polygraph and you're a psychopath, you're going to you're gonna zip right through yeah. it. Yeah. And if you are someone who's guilty, like let's say you grew up Catholic or Southern mm-hmm, Baptist, mm-hmm. you know, I did it, I did it. You had nothing to do with it because they're, they're going to... That's the point of a polygraph, is to get you to have an emotional response, yeah. a physical, emotional response. That's my understanding of well, a polygraph. Well, it's at
2: about this time the investigators learned that four days prior to the murder, they're now calling it a murder, Betsy had signed over her life insurance Wait, to what? Pam. Yeah, she'd signed Wait, over what, her what, life insurance. One more
0: insurance. time, Kevin, say that?
2: Betsy had signed over her $150,000 life insurance policy to Pam Hub. Her what? Her life insurance policy oh, that was going to go to Russ. Life insurance, I tell you. Pam told investigators that Betsy was worried Russ would spend the money because he would be so grief-stricken. He would spend it frivolously. Or he'd spend it on himself or frivolously. So Pam promised to hold on to the money for Betsy's daughter this is this, this is, is a really sticking this is the sticking point yeah, this, is what eventually this gets was her.
0: said in interview in court in recorded mm-hmm. uh, you know so I, I got the money for the girls the money's for the girls right. the money's for the girls and she, and this she is, is the very first time
2: talks about it she says that so she says I met her at the local library she was already waiting for me when I got there we signed the paperwork we took it up to the library and showed her our IDs and she signed and we left so one of the attorneys on Russ's team went to that librarian specifically and she said <laughs> it, it wasn't like that at all? She was. Pam, Pam, was no, Pam was completely. Claude was the one running. Running everything ran ran the mouse. she said Betsy's kind of hung back, <laughs> and it like she was being she didn't want to do it. And
3: she had me meet her at the library here in Winghaven. She was there already. She filled out the form, signed it. We went up to the girl at the counter, showed our IDs, and she witnessed it.
7: it seemed fishy to Schwartz. He found that girl at the counter. And she said it wasn't the way Pam described it at all. She said, Pam was in charge. Pam did the talking. Betsy hung back.
2: Another friend said that a couple of weeks earlier, uh, Betsy had asked her, "Can I sign my life insurance thing. over to you?" And she he said, "That's a bad idea. You need to set up something legal a like trust. a trust. Don't just give it to someone." So
0: two weeks later, she goes ahead and does just that. And see, so so imagine the level of manipulation where this woman has said this this hundred fifty thousand dollars is a legacy for my children, for my family, mm-hmm. and somehow someone is able to talk her into changing that. Yeah.
5: I'm blown away. Rita said, I'm not comfortable doing that. You need to make sure you have a trust set up. Something that is legally binding to make sure that money is there. Don't just give it to someone. Which just begs the question, why would Betsy, having heard this from Rita, turn around and do exactly that thing to someone else?
4: What did you think about that? I immediately thought how weird it was.
2: So they returned to the crime scene to look for more evidence. They take luminol to the carpet, and they see that it looks like someone has cleaned up. And also, they find blood on the exact drawer where towels are being kept. So it wasn't like somebody was searching for towels. It was somebody who knew where the towel drawer was. So they're like, that could only be Russ.
0: But Pam Hop would know that.
2: Yeah. She was as, at, as soon he, as
0: they said that, I'm like, but isn't she there? Isn't she chummy with the? She would he, know that. She said
2: she, at one point she said she saw her almost every day, if not every other day. So January fourth, 2012, he is indicted by a grand jury and he's accused of first degree murder. His bond is set at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which he cannot make. Which, for the life of me, I don't understand that. You know, well, he didn't want to he, lose his house.
0: You know, I mean, you know, all the kind of things that are involved in
2: that. Yeah, but his cousin, who used to work at a law firm right there in is St. Like, Louis, wait gets a this minute, guy, Schwartz. <laughs> So something's wrong, and he's fantastic. So he appears in the Dateline documentary. He's not in the Snapped episodes. We only get Wood and the other guy. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about him, but he's not in this episode. I
0: am curious how, like, when they're producing these shows, how mm-hmm. they decide who to interview, who, who not who's to, who's in and who's yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know, but because it Dateline- seems to me like he's a significant he is he's, uh, he's a major this. part of
2: it they mention him but they just never interview him but it go to dateline and go to the um the episode of their all you gotta what do is put pam,
0: pam hup in any search engine and you'll get more information it's, it's you're never than this gonna want to know
2: so the state's case is and this is the best they could come up with that the nerds are all in on it russell drove to game night left his phone there so it wouldn't so
0: ping five people yes are, are going to conspire. This is going to be the ultimate role-play game. Kill, it's the ultimate role-play to kill this one woman. Right.
2: So just, then he it, drove back to the house, waited for her to get home, stripped, naked, killed her, got dressed again, no, and then No, and
0: they said, he, they said... Uh, Had
2: sex? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, well, wait, that would have shown, that would have come up yeah. in the thing. And they never addressed that again. Yeah. So, so. There,
2: it's, it's a little all over the place.
0: And oh, by the way, the four friends with the game night, three of them are men and one of them's a woman right so a and they woman? said he was
2: there all night nothing strange <laughs> at one point he fell asleep they smoked they some weed. That.
0: he fell asleep
2: yeah that's the state's best case so russ's defense team is feeling pretty good they're like this doesn't make any sense our storyline is but they had before they started the prosecutors asked the judge to disallow any mention of pam or the insurance money. which i
0: don't understand That was a, can...
2: a, just one more um, miscarriage of justice I, I, in This, i
0: if if you're i don't there's so much when it comes to these court cases and all oh, this stuff and, that I just don't get. And
2: Pam, Betsy, when she was going to return from chemo, Russ was going to get her. Russ calls her and says, no, Pam's coming to get me. And Betsy didn't want Pam to come. She just no, kind of showed
0: up. No, no, no. Pam's taking me because she told Pam no. I don't
2: want you to come over. I'm a friend of my mom's in town. Pam showed up anyway and insisted on driving her 30 minutes out of her way to take her home. And her daughter remembers. My mom was like, I hope Pam doesn't show up. And there she is at the goddamn front door. No, I'm going to drive you home. So then they check her cell phone records and they see that she called her husband. Betsy talks to her husband. I know she put her on the phone like, hey, just say hi. to Mike wants to say hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then at 920... There is a call that goes unanswered from Betsy's daughter to Betsy's cell phone. Then there's another call that goes unanswered about five minutes later. Then at 9.30, they get a text from Pam to Betsy saying, I'm home. And then the investigators are like there's no way you pulled up your cell your cell ping. Cell- you were at the most three miles away and the closest you were still at her house when you said the that
0: technology with cell phones mm. it's oh. great
2: it's great so they're, they're like there's no way you're telling the truth the daughters never thought he did it but they were t- teenagers the, they did they did they, in the beginning they did in the beginning they but they were the kind of bullied into believing it the cops were like he has to be the one he has the motive he didn't realize he wasn't on the life insurance but he was going to get life insurance he was going to get this the marriage was in fine shape so so, now, before the trial has started, the cops are approached by the insurance. They said, is
0: she a suspect at all? Nope, she's clear. She gets the $150,000. I can't believe it pays out that quickly, too. Yeah. I don't remember life. Like, when my the only person that I have any connection to with life insurance was when Mrs. Evans died. Right. And I honestly don't remember... I, you know how fast it, it's a it went couple through. Couple months. So this is a couple of months later. No, no, no. It does not take that long. I, well, there was no. Let me. <laughs> when my mom died, there were no uh, mysterious circumstances. There was right. no uh, questionable circumstances. Okay. And I want to say that I want to say the life insurance paid out in less than a month. Okay. It was like two weeks. I right. think.
2: Well, okay. Then may, let's say she's got it. So if it gets there's it no before suspicious
0: the, circumstances. The okay. trial.
2: The trial is in the fall of 2012. So. She's got the money. The kids have not gotten a dime of it. And the cops are like, before Russell's trial starts, the daughters are already saying, we're going to sue her for the money. She's not giving it. The cops say to the daughters don't it's I, thought
0: make, the, I thought it was the prosecutor. Uh, uh, the, the, the woman the state prosecutor was yeah. saying that
2: the cops, the cops involved in the investigation who we later know fucked up like can you wait until after Russ's trial because it's going to pu- pull attention away from Russ it's going to make Pam look bad and it's going to weaken our case
0: and the kids so then, okay
2: so here is the guy saying to Pam have you given them the money no but I'm planning on Absol- it but I'm go- but absolutely would you set that up before we go to trial uh, absolutely so she sets up a re- revocable trust." Re- Trust. as soon as the trial is over she defunds it and takes the money back oh.
5: that's a huge problem I'm
7: but when lead that's detective that's Ryan McCarrick asked Pam about that here's what she said
3: to me my world 150,000 not that much
7: still said McCarrick it wouldn't look good if she didn't set up a trust for the girls before Russ
0: went on trial for murder
3: so you still intend on putting the trust together for them? absolutely
0: okay. so now the and go- no one else no one else mm-hmm. is seeing anything bad well, in
2: any I think, of this. the, the, the Schwartz, Russ is like, oh. it's so clearly this hump woman and no one's looking at her. So the daughters file the civil suit. They lose. They said, you know what? There's no, her name's on her insurance and there's there's no other legal document. She, but that is
0: until after. This that, is
2: during the, the civil suit that the daughters but had. But that's after the. Russ cr- has gone to jail. So, he so, gets convicted. The so, juries believe him. So he, he gets goes to jail. Life
7: without parole. And then the girls sue her. Remember that business about the insurance? Pam told detectives she would give some of it to Betsy's daughters, but she didn't. She kept it all. And that is how Pam Hop's world began to unravel. Because Betsy's family did sue her. And thus she sat for a deposition, in which she made this
1: 180. Did she mention to you that... um... She wanted the money to be used for her daughters. Absolutely not.
0: You know what is not in anything that's mm. not in anything that I've found? No. Anything about Hupp's husband. I don't even know his no, name.
2: No, no. They keep him out. You see him in that one picture when she's walking down the street. We've said, hi,
0: Dateline. Hi, Kathy. Right. He, uh, They're divorced now. In my research, he still lives in the house. Mm-hmm. That The the, the <laughs> yeah. house. And yeah, he divorced her. Mm-hmm. And he never, ever well, said, according to the stuff. Well, I we'll, could, get, we'll get there. because I couldn't like, find anything about him. Yeah. Okay.
2: She now claims under oath that Betsy never said anything about her daughters, that Betsy wanted Pam to have the money to do with what she wanted. Under oath now. So yeah. you're, like, you're contradicting yourself. You said on several occasions, Betsy, the, when they were over at the wake or whatever, and Pam came by to pay her respects, the aunts found out that Pam was now the uh, right. getting the insurance money. And the aunt said to him, you know that money is for the daughters, oh, right? Yeah. And then Pam just nodded her head. She didn't yeah. say anything.
3: She came to show her condolences. She gave my grandma a necklace. But that's when... My aunts found out that she was the beneficiary. She just casually said it, and my aunts were just kind of, like, in shock about it. What? Yeah. And then one of my aunts said, well, you know that money's for the girls, right? And she's like,
2: she just nods her head. Swanson now sees an opportunity to get this case reopened. The the civil trial with Hupp and her not giving the money to the daughters raises enough suspicion.
0: He goes to a judge. A judge orders a retrial. I'm going to go back to this one last time, and I won't bring it up again. Okay. The prosecuting attorney, the woman, the mean woman, Mm -hmm. the judge, Mm -hmm. the detective, Mm -hmm. and I think two of the cops are all kind of like Hupp is... Hup is our girl. She's the one doing all this hard work to put this man in jail. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the next judge, the next judge comes in, and is like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh no, no, no! This is all overturned. A mis-
2: mis- trial of ju- miscarriage of justice." He gets a new trial. They go after the state's evidence, the bloody slippers that they found in Russ's closet in his bedroom. He's like, "I never went in the bedroom." They're and, like, "They were dipped in blood and place there.
0: There's no trail of blood anywhere in the house." And, and the other one of the in my research, I never even kept my slippers in the closet. I don't know how they got there. I was never in the bedroom yeah
2: and so the policy being changed four days before the murder is now admissible in court and they now suggest pam may have done it and russ is set free this was a bench trial a judge it wasn't see i don't know why it's not always a bench trial because judges will listen to the evidence without passion and he listened he's like he's clearly did not do this well
0: i guess see that's just it with the legal system you have to prove and disprove and fight and, and... and it was during interviews
2: for this trial this second one that pam is like i don't know how to to describe it. We we were more than just friends. I replaced what would be a husband in her life, and I love man, love everything about him. Can't yeah, wait yeah. for Magic Mike to come out. It's the, the dumbest yeah, that she it's says the, that, yeah, yeah. that never happened. And Pam. then
0: and then in my research, someone else is like Pam Hupp would have never said that in minutes She was a, a complete homophobe and thought something was wrong with people who were like, that. oh, she's a nightmare. She's a nightmare. And that time when she's in court,
2: second trial for Russ, they're trying to ask her about the money. Whoa, whoa, what was your whoa, answer? Whoa, 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 whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa.
2: What was your age? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And she just would not ask him. going. Whoa, 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 And that whoa, was whoa, another whoa. thing
0: that got brought up. Why did the judge Why allow that? Why did the judge
2: allow that? it? Exactly. So she's out. Now, suspicion has kind of shifted to Pam, but they're not actively investigating her. But Pam knows that there, there's a possibility of it. She's got to get the focus off of her. Swanson figures this might be the last we ever hear from Pam, but no. In August 2016, we get a 911 call for the ages. This is the one I always make fun of.
3: 911, where's your emergency? Hey, hello, there's someone working in my house. Help. What's your name? My is
6: Pam. The caller is none other than Pam Huff.
1: The dispatch officer's trying to get some more detail. Then you hear the voice of a male.
3: What we'll you do you? What you your wife? No, I'm not getting in the car with you. No, right away.
1: We couldn't really understand what the communication between the two of them was all about. Then you hear some commotion. She continues to repeat herself, help.
3: Ma'am, can you hear me?
1: No! A few seconds later, you hear five gunshots.
3: What's the address we're at?
1: The commotion stops. A few seconds later, you hear the smoke detectors go off.
3: Are you there? Yes, I am. Where are you I at? I have an my house. Who broke into your home? I don't know. Oh man.
0: This is the one he's called he is he's he is <laughs> that- reenacted for me Oh
2: yeah No help. stop H- no, no I will help. not get in your car Help stop help. <laughs> help me help help so the cops rush to the scene and they find pam in the garage and the paramedics check and there's a guy in the hallway who has conveniently fallen onto a scrap of carpet that is over the regular carpet in the house like it was placed there knowing stuff and he's got five bullet shot bullet wounds in him they don't know who he is
0: we never hear from the husband no we
2: don't and uh they take a fingerprint they run it and they eventually find out who it is, his mom had contacted the police the very next day saying my son's missing. Missing. When the cops show up, she thinks they're there to bring good news.
6: There's a police officer. He goes, excuse me, are you Mrs. Birch? And I'm like, yeah. And he said my son's name. I says, yes. I says, that's my son. And I got excited. I'm like, oh, that's quick. I says, did you find my son? I can't remember if they told me he was dead or
3: killed. I think
2: it's because of the shock. So Pam is explaining what happened. I
3: think I was like, who are you? Get out of my car, blah, blah, blah. He goes, bitch, you go, we're going to the
2: bank. We're getting Russ's money.
3: Russ's
7: money? That's when the man pulled out the knife, she said, held it to her throat, kept yelling. Somehow, said Pam, she was able to knock the knife out of the man's hand. And then she jumped out of her car and ran into her house, the man in hot pursuit.
3: I ran in the bedroom from around I got my gun and i stand right there and he was pounding on the door and once it flew open that's when I shot him and I just kept
2: shooting him how many times did you say you pulled the trigger I
3: unloaded the whole gun
2: she tells investigators she feels Russ has hired this guy and nobody was believing her shit the man had no identification on him but there was a note in his pocket it said get
7: up in car take the bank The note specifically said, "Get Russ's money." Should be one hundred to one hundred fifty thousand. Take Hup back to house, and then dispose of her. Make it look like Russ's wife. Make sure knife is sticking out of neck.
2: The note in the pocket. You know, get Russ's money. Take Hup to bank. Kill Hup. Make look like what happened. Hup. To Russ Wife. They're like Pam wrote this, you know, and the the, the nine hundred dollar bills they found in his back pocket. They found a hundred dollar bill in Pam's house that so was there in were nine, the were
0: There were okay, so just in case that went by fast, there were nine one hundred dollar bills in his pocket uh-huh. and the sequential numbers. Uh-huh. Pam Hupp had one in her in her bedroom. They actually
2: have bank footage of her actually withdrawing oh, that good money. Luck. Her arrogance and thinking that she's just gonna bullshit her way through the this. I don't know if you
0: know this one. I hope this this is something I got from my research. They have uh, evidence of her at a Dollar Tree, because you know I'm a big oh, fan of the are, Dollar oh, Tree. Oh, you getting the weapons? Buying the knife. Uh-huh. That uh that the, was the knife, in her neck? The yeah. knife that was in her neck. The notepads and the pins. Oh, geez. it's, it's Great, great, great. It just keeps getting it better. It just keeps getting better. So, they now...
2: It's Louis Gumpenberger, and his mom and his ex-girlfriend are here to tell us a little about him.
6: He was loving, caring. Louis was always attached to
4: me Lewis was always a mama's boy always he was very funny he would do anything to get a laugh out of you
2: so they gently break the news to the mom what has happened to Lewis and the mom is livid she's like that couldn't be possible
6: my son Lewis there's no way in hell he could break into anyone's house he can't even use his right side he can barely hold a
2: spoon. Lewis was in a very traumatic car accident about 15 years ago. He's he severed, has brain damage. Severe brain damage. And his right side is almost completely uh, paralyzed. Right. He can't even feed himself. So literally, liter- literally. And you can hear him in the background in the 911 call. He's he very hard on his
0: There's no way this little skinny dude could have hurt her, Pam, In the slightest. She literally could have knocked him over. Yeah. They actually go and find camera footage and cell phone
2: pings, putting Pam right in his apartment complex. And they catch a picture of her driving through town. And Lewis is in the car with her. In the car with her. Oh, my God. But now we're coming to your favorite.
0: Oh, okay. So the
2: cops in the next county over, when they hear about this, they say, "There's this woman you really need to talk to." And her name is Carol Alford. Oh, I Can love you, uh, her. I'll let you take this part.
0: So the story goes: Carol is on. Uh, she had finished cleaning. She lives in a trailer park. She'd finished cleaning the house. She'd taken her beagle out in the in the yard to go to the bathroom, and she I think she was having a ciggy, and she uh, was. Oh, and she saw the saw this black SUV drive past. It said it was acting weird, and the woman weighed. Uh-huh. And she's like, "Well, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I, maybe somebody new. Blah blah blah." And the woman comes back and pulls in the drive, pulls up to the driveway, <laughs> puts the window down, and starts talking to her. <laughs> yep. Black SUV comes
4: driving by. Blonde lady with short hair. She just waves and smile
1: wide. The woman pulls into her driveway. She introduces herself as a producer for Dateline NBC.
4: She's like, "I'd like to offer you the opportunity to record a soundbite for Dateline for a thousand dollars." Cash. Hey I have car? No, will admit
1: that. She gets in the car and they're driving to, presumably, to the location where they're going to do this reenactment. She got cold feet and didn't feel quite comfortable with it. I said, crap. I said, I forgot my shoes
4: that I wanted to get. And then she's like, oh, well, you don't need your shoes. I was like, lady, I left my door unlocked. I got to go lock
6: my door. The supposed producer waited outside in her SUV.
4: She's sitting in my driveway. I wanted to make sure I got her license, but her vehicle fully on my security cameras because I am connect. Me.
6: When Carol re-emerged, she tried to bow out.
4: Like, I'm sorry, I really can't help you. My son just called me. She leans out of the car a little bit. She's talking to me. She says, you have cameras, and jerks her head back in the car. I said, yeah, so I have a knife and know how to dial I one. not what you need to leave. But I walked in my house, and she didn't waste no time leaving. It's just crazy.
2: You pulled up her entire interview. She's great. Oh, Because my God. the first time she contacted the cops in the next county over, they they didn't have anything to tie well, to. So then when they hear about this, the murder and what happened, they're like, that sounds exactly like what this woman was doing here in our town, right. about 40 miles away. So this woman, Carol, actually got in the car with her, had a knife up her sleeve, her cell
0: phone. Pam told her to leave all her shit Pam there. told her, you glazed over, you were going too fast, Kevin. Pam told her that she was a producer, producer a line, named Kathy-, Kathy the one for this. dateline and that she they she needed someone who could do some sound bites like of 911 calls now back to carol carol is in what I would describe as jammies. Yeah, I don't know. She had a. They sweat, very casual. She had a sweatshirt on and like plaid pajama bottoms, no shoes. Mm-hmm. She and she's like this. And Carol, Carol doing another interview is like this bitch is crazy. Yeah, which is kind of funny. And she's like, I, she had what really weird mouth, a smug little she, look. No, on her face. the the her one of
2: her front teeth, one of her. No, her, no Pam. When she's describing Pam, she said she had this smirk on her face. Oh,
0: oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, she was she, she a was saying she a Pam. She wasn't smiling, but she wasn't frowning. But she had this weird, and the a guy smirk. goes a smirk. She and goes,
2: "Yeah." And when they finally pulled her picture out, they were showing her pictures of different women. As soon as Pam comes up, that's her. That's
0: her. That's her. So, so uh, Pam is trying to convince Carol to do these sound bites. She's going to offer her a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars once she finishes the recordings, mm-hmm. and when they use them, she gets an additional five hundred dollar bonus. Right. And Carol's like. This lady's full of shit. Yeah. So when she'd gone in the house, she'd put a knife in her in the pouch of her hoodie because she was like, "I want to see what's going on if here. She's
2: gonna pull anything in this neighborhood. I want it to be with yeah. me because I can take care
0: of myself." <laughs> and she gets in the car with her, and sh- they drive around a little bit, and she it's gets o- cold feet. It's obvious that Pam doesn't know what she's doing or where she's going, and she says, "You got to take me back to the house. I don't have shoes on." And she's like, "Oh no, you don't need shoes. You don't need shoes. I gotta lock the door." So literally. Pam was going to kill her. Yeah, Pam was going to kill her. Pam was going to kill so her. So she comes back, drops her off, and then she notices... You've got
2: cameras. Security cameras. Pam
0: says, you've got cameras, gets backs in the car, and leaves. And takes off, and they've got a,
2: a full... They, her picture, they capture her license I mean, plate, they, it's her. They,
0: there's a beautiful picture of her with the window down, talking to her when she's standing on the yeah. porch. They got, they there's got, a picture of the front end of her car with her license plate. They flipped. got her hands down. There's, there's no way she can deny that it's her. Now, everyone's just talking shit about about Pam. Oh, it's
2: my great. God.
5: It surprised me that anyone could think you could get away with it. But that's Pam. Cocky and confident and a little combative. Pamela Hub has the ego to believe that she could pull it off from start to finish
1: and we wouldn't find out
2: it's funny. So one last bit of bullshit from Pam. She's been arrested. She's in that interview room. We see her sitting there. A cop gets up to leave. She's all alone. They've taken off her handcuffs, and she sees a pen on the table, and you see her kind of slyly move it behind her water bottle, and then she puts it down the leg of her pant, and then, hey, can I pee? Do you mind if I pee? Right. Can yes, ma'am. Can I go pee? Yeah, let me
3: show.
2: And then, you know, a minute later, Pam, Pam, she's
0: in the ladies room, stabbing her neck. I actually saw the pictures of that. Uh They were pretty gruesome. Like her cleaned, you know, her wounds. It was pretty gruesome. So I want you to think about this. Mm -hmm. If you are, if you are trying, if you're desperate enough to try to kill yourself with a ballpoint pen, you know. Well, the one guy said later,
2: the wounds were mostly superficial. He's like, she's too big of a coward to kill herself. Did she really want to kill herself? I don't think
1: she did. I think she's too much of a coward for that. We came to find out later that the injuries were mostly superficial.
0: Wounds look pretty bad. Oh, that was I don't guy- think you can kill yourself with a ballpoint pen. You can't. You can't. But but they but, but what did they say? They said that the weapon because she tried to do that, mm-hmm. it showed emotion or compassion guilt. or guilt. So and, guilt. And so therefore she can't use a plea of insanity yeah. because she did that to herself rationally. Yep. No. I one of the do- guys later said the doctor said most of the wounds were
2: superficial. They bleed a lot. Neck wo- neck and head yeah. wounds bleed a lot, but they weren't particularly. Lethal. They looked
0: gruesome. So because there is. A picture out there of the wounds. Okay, I, I'll, I'll look, show it to me It later. is is pretty gruesome. I, I, but again, then they take her picture again and when the, she's got the it, paper got it, towel the, and
2: she's she smiling she that smug little look on her face. I think she was trying to get sympathy, but
0: well, she goes could on. Be, tr- but I think I honestly think she's like, oh shit,
2: yeah, this is it. Well, she goes on trial for murder, and they're seeking the death penalty, and they're not sure it's it's not a slam dunk for the
0: prosecution. wait, wait! She's going on trial for murder for uh, Lewis. Right,
2: not for Betsy, not for Betsy, for Lewis. So they and they they uh the uh, defense for. Uh the prosecution isn't sure they've got enough evidence. They were going for the death penalty, and a death penalty trial is exhaustive and expensive. So they offer her a plea deal and she takes the Alford plea where yes. she admits they have enough evidence against her, but she's not gonna confess to the crime.
0: I thought it was you confess to the crime but you don't say you're guilty or something.
2: No, like you, that. you you admit that they have enough evidence to convict you of the but crime. Not, but you conv- do not, not say your
0: guilt. you're guilty. Okay.
2: So, county prosecutor Mike Wood got the 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 two people who were in the like the state's attorney and the prosecutor. They're both elected. They both
0: lost their
2: reelection bids.
0: So and so the the judge uh, and the and the attorney that went after Russ. Russ both did not get reelected. elected. By a land landslide. Landslide. They
2: ran him out of town. And the county prosecutor, and to this day, the state prosecutor thinks Russ did it. She will not, she still will not but admit it. But she
0: seems a little, the way she would answer questions and stuff, I think, I think, what is it you say? The hill you'll die on? Or what yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that's the hill she's going to die she on. is
0: not going to admit that she thinks she made a mistake. Yeah. She's r- not going to do it.
2: Steve Mor- Morrison? The guy on the Dateline, uh-huh. he's like, you still be- and you still believe those four people from the game night are all lying. They're all in collusion with this.
0: And she will never say yes or no. She has these elaborate answers. Well, the information that was provided for me, she doesn't say yes and no. So she gives these elaborate answers. And
2: the Dateline special is good because Dateline has been following this since, since back in 2012. <laughs> Kevin,
0: what's wrong with that woman's mouth? What? What's wrong with her mouth? She doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have, have an MIDI upper lip. She, <laughs> she has a really thin upper lip. It's really funny. So
2: County Prosecutor Mike Wood, who was One of the defense attorneys for Russ first time around has won that seat and he is reopening the Betsy Faria murder case and they're going after, after Pam, Pam for it for first, first degree, degree murder, murder with the death penalty so that has been opened back up that is ongoing as
0: we speak so even if nothing else happens with Betsy Pam is still in jail for life, for life but now they're going after her for uh, get her in the old for, electric for chair the, for, for the and death penalty
2: They still and they like to kill people in Missouri so now we learn about her mom in 2013 this would have been two years after she murdered Betsy she was visiting her mom in a nurse home. She was the last one to see her. Her mom lived on the third floor. She came down and she told the staff at the front desk that her mother will not be coming down for dinner. She does not want to come down for breakfast. Please don't disturb her. They find her the next afternoon. She's fallen, air quotes, off of her balcony and is dead. And now they think Pam killed her, too. Yeah, so they, they showed the... um the railings on her balcony and they were bent out. And then Dateline did a, re- a simulation. Sense. They got the identical railings and they put sacrete bags on it and they're like, we couldn't get it to...
0: Those things are... Pr- they're, they're, they're designed they're, to keep people in. Designed- exactly. So
2: they figure Pam and they found eight times the normal amount of her sedative that she takes at night, eight times the normal amount in her bloodstream. They believe... And she and her siblings got the insurance so Pam got another 120000 out of that. At one point she says, you know, not to not for nothing but my mom's worth 500 million million dollars if I wanted to get money there's somebody weaker than me that I could go I'm just saying
3: but to everybody else on this planet I took a 210 pound woman and threw her through railings how do you do that how does a man do that
0: to say something like it. so, So, of course, this leads me back to the same thing I always say. She killed Betsy mm-hmm. for $150,000. Right. So she got a life insurance payout for $150,000 after taxes. Right. She got... $80,000, Oh, do they tax life insurance? Yes, they tax. Well, I got taxed. Yeah. Wow. $75,000, $80,000. Yeah. So she killed Betsy for $80,000. So, yeah. And she destroyed their family. I don't know. Maybe
2: different states are different. I had to pay taxes. Um, Russ filed a lawsuit and he got $2 bucks Wrongful conviction. Which is
0: fantastic.
2: Um, his daughters, Betsy's daughters, but his daughters, were estranged from him. He doesn't want to, because he They're was all very, estranged. he was very hurt. They wrote him a letter saying, We're sorry. They're like, Pam Pam ruined our, we lost both our parents because yes. of Pam because we thought our dad and killed his
0: mother too Betsy's mother who no Russ couldn't
2: and then Russ did it and, and then, then she was Russ convinced. did it it had to have been Russ it yeah. had to have been Russ so the, the police were and the girls were like we were teenagers you know the adults we didn't think it was our dad and then they just like it couldn't be anybody else so it had to so he
0: literally lost his entire family in one evening over a hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah
2: yeah and at one point Pam said that uh, oh yeah she was planning on running away from Russ she and uh, another friend were went down to Branson for a weekend to discuss their plans and then they contacted the friend and she's English she's British and she says no 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 we went down there to go and buy candy shopping she was on the phone with Russ we were buying gummy bears and she was <laughs> she was picking up Russ's favorites and no it was nothing like that at all we went we went and saw show it wasn't you know again yeah. and so all of this just everything Pam just told lie after lie after lie oh and here's, just, a, here's did, another really and good it worked one. for a while.
0: In my research Pam and Betsy mm-hmm. would go around door to door collecting money for another cancer a family victim, suffering from a family cancer suffering from cancer Do you know what I'm going to say Say it okay. So they went around and they collected close to I want to say it was five or ten thousand dollars. It was going to be Betsy's legacy that was going to be part of Betsy's legacy to this woman's family. Yeah. Dateline, it wasn't Dateline, it was another, I think it may have been Chris Haynes, but I could be wrong. They showed the guy mm-hmm. that was in the picture. He goes, Oh, that's my Christmas card of Xerox copy, yeah. And he reads it and he goes, What is this? Yeah, no clue. They didn't know anything about Pam it. No. was so, uh, going door to door collecting money to give to this family and, and they she kept collected it. and bragged about how much money she collected uh-huh. and she did this against his family that woman had lived another 2 years and nobody was nobody even knew aware of that it, it. that's
2: he didn't know and, and Pam kept yeah, the money yeah 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 she also got fired from one of her, her insurance jobs for forging for signatures for forging signatures yeah
0: and she got other jobs
2: yeah well, I
0: don't understand if you're working in that kind of an industry
2: how how you're not traced oh. you said you were going to blow my mind with something <laughs> Okay. Is it, it this is, Carol this with Carol?
0: This is a. This is a. Uh, 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 in my research. So, Russ, mm-hmm. who is out of jail, yeah. Carol lived in a trailer park. Yes. The incident that happened with Pam and Carol happened in this trailer park. One of the trailers that's across the way belongs to one of the Tuesday night game people. Oh, wow. Okay. And that person knows Carol. Yeah. And knows. Russ. Russ. After what went down, Russ and Carol were introduced to one another. Oh,
2: tell me they hooked up. They are engaged to be oh, married. Oh, that's so great. Uh, Cuz I really like Carol.
0: Well, the, <laughs> well, the the w- odd thing is is all that ca- talking Carol did during her interview, mm-hmm. she was married and her husband uh, well, was her- on probation. Yeah, but you know, sounds but like it sounds like it's happened. I know out. that, but um i oh, good for you and Carol and Russ. Good, Carol and Russ. Russell tov. They will
2: make a great couple. So what a great. Story. So they
0: they are engaged, but they will not get married until everything with Betsy is taken care of. Oh, the case against uh, and Pam. Russ carries around a metal urn, a little uh, okay. metal of of Betsy in his pocket. She's with me all the time. Oh, that's
2: great. He really did love her. That's that's that is. Possibly the only good thing that came out yeah, of all of this. Yeah, possibly,
0: yeah. But I,
2: because I, Carol's great, and that Russ, like, you're one of the reasons I got, you know, right, that I got her. Because right. that's, that's what put her, finally put her away. Oh. Yeah, Pam Hupp. It just goes and goes and goes. And I know there's other stuff out there about her that we didn't get to because she just did so many shitty things. But I kind of want to send Russ and, and Carol a, a wedding I mean, card.
0: Would I, Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be nice. Good but for them. Uh,
2: so you guys go on a deep dive on Pam Hupp. You can watch the it, Dateline. You one.
0: can't not find information. I mean, it's just you spent the out whole day there. watching it. I went to play golf I and came, back, he and came I, back. You know more about he, it than I do. He went to play golf and came back, and I'm still. He goes, "You're still watching." I'm like, "There's so much." I told you how qu- twisted it was. And he has been, I'm not kidding, I'm giving him full credit for this, because you know we're not jumping on a bandwagon here. He has been talking about this Pam Hupp thing forever, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, well, give me the show so I can watch it, because, you know, I don't know. I
2: saw the Snapped episode, like, a year and a half, two years ago, and I was just like, this is bananas. And the Renee
0: Zellweger thing, I think that's only a few months ago.
2: Yeah, it came out in April. Yeah. Yeah, we should watch it.
0: You want to watch it? We can watch it. Yeah, yeah let's yeah, watch sure. it.
2: Well, thank you guys for listening. That's Pam Hop. I hope you rotten hell after you're done oh, rotten in, in jail. Thing. God, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> thank you everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. It's been